Hello and welcome to another episode of Mindshare Radio Podcast. It is so good to have you with me. Uh, my name is Kevin Whelan, as you already know, and today I want to talk about this concept of super consumers. So super consumers, this is a, a, a term coined by uh, someone named Eddie Yoon. He's a startup advisor and and uh, he's he, he's been featured in uh, HBR, Harvard Business Review. He's He's got a great newsletter actually that I'm subscribed to uh, called uh, Category Pirates. And I think that's a it's a, um, a Substack newsletter, and you can go get that. Uh, and that's really about category design and category creation, and that's a whole concept for another day. But I like a lot of his thinking, um, and uh, he, yeah, just brings a lot of interesting expertise. One of them is this idea of super consumers, and there's actually a whole book uh, on it called Super Consumers. And essentially, what he says is that you know, in any product category or in any industry, any market, any product category, roughly ten percent of the consumers account for more than 50% of the profits. 10% of the consumers account for more than 50% of the profits. And he says that these are people who spend significantly higher than uh, other customers. They're they're far more emotional about their purchase. These are people that, are, that just love uh, and are driven towards purchasing and using and proclaiming the, the benefits of, of a specific product category. So you as a marketer have the ability to impact your client's growth in far more ways than, you know, SEO, pay-per-click content, tactical thinking ways, even as a strategy or a planner, you, you, you have the ability to impact the company on a product level and on a very strategic business strategy level. And that's kind of what super consumers taps into. So I think it's really important that, you know, as you're going about your career, you're, you're thinking of yourself, not within the constraints of a digital marketer or even a traditional marketer, but as someone who helps and impacts the, the at the product level and the company strategy level and brings that all the way up. So for example, a long time ago, there was the four P's uh, that you don't hear about as often anymore. They still teach it in, in college and university textbooks, uh, product, price, place, promotion. So Product would be the thing that you're selling. Price would be how much you're, you're charging for it. Uh, place would be where, you, where like your distribution, maybe your location, whatever. And then promotion is then how you, you know, how you promote it. And so a lot of people think that their job is to focus on the promotion element, which is sort of the last, the last piece of it. Maybe a little bit of place, and but usually we're kind of focused very much on the promotion. Okay, you have a product, you have a store. Let me go promote that for you. And really. Um, what this concept reminds us of and what I'm trying to remind you of is that part of your job as a strategist, as an advisor is to think at a business level and you can, you can, that may include impacting the actual products that your clients are creating that may uh, impact the, the price It may impact the, the location that they're going to choose or all these other things. Doesn't mean you need to be a product expert, but just know that that's part of the purview of, of marketing. And so uh, what super consumers teaches us is that, we can go back to the product level and the marketing level and look at it through the lens of a super consumer. So let me give you a couple examples of kind of real life uh, scenarios. And this was uh, an example that was written by Eddie Yoon um, uh, in his uh, Harvard Business Review article, which I'll link in the show notes. He talks about a stapler company who consult, who found itself in a price war with other competitors. So what, what he did was, uh, or what they did, or someone did, they did market research um, with the community of, of stapler groupies, as he calls them, and he found that users, um, he found that users who stapled ten times as much as the average person, that they valued anti jamming anti jamming above all other features, and would happily pay a premium for high performance jam free staplers. So what did he do? He looked at the people who had about a ten times multiple of. Uh, how often they use the product, talked to them, figured out what their main, 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 main driver and concern was, 
and then use that to message and to refocus um, their, their product around benefits like reliability rather than features like say color, for example. And apparently that strategy boosted sales by 20% and improved margins overall. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's just one example of people who, you know, uh, love staplers and believe me, there's, there's these things for, for pens. There's these things for sparkling water. There's, um, there's these things for computers. There's these things, you know, you name it. There's, there's probably super consumers for it. There are super consumers for it, according to him. And, uh, so that's something to think about. So, you know, whether it's in your own business or with your own clients, who are the super consumers and can you speak to them and can you figure out what their highest values are and needs are, and then focus all of your messaging, or at least you primarily focus your messaging on just that in the book. And I'm recalling this from memory. I think there was an example of a, a pen company and they had these really expensive pens and I can't remember the main benefit that they wanted, but essentially they put those pens not at the very bottom or the very top of the aisle, but right smack dab in the middle, even though most people wouldn't purchase them. Most people wouldn't, wouldn't buy that because it's really for the super consumers of pens. But what they found was that by, by focusing their, their products around super consumers and putting them front and center, it made it easier to sell all the products in the category f- for whatever reason. And the super consumers who accounted for more than, you know, 50% of their profits or 30% of their sales, 40% of their sales, whatever it ended up being, even whatever, um, they were the, they were the ones who got what they were looking for because at the end of the day, you want to focus your entire business on your super consumers period. Be all that's it. So, in your own business, you've got super consumers. Maybe, maybe not. These are people who invest a lot into marketing. Like, let's look at some characteristics, actually. So they typically have a high spend and high engagement. So they're not just heavy users with a new name. Uh, they also spend a lot, um, and they have deep interest uh, with, with in uses for the product. So, so you know, this is something that really means something to them other than a functional thing. There's some things you're a super consumer of. For me, that's things like technology. That's things like, uh, you know, marketing and business information. That's things like, um, what else? I don't know. I've started getting into photography. I don't think I'm a super consumer there, but really it's about technology for me. That's probably my main kind of super consumer angle. Um, and yeah, anyway, so these are people that have deep interest in it. And the, the thing about them is, is like, they're not, there's always a rational behavior a reason for their behavior. And that's something we want to really get clear on. These aren't people who just like have an obsession with pens and therefore would spend a million dollars on pens. If you actually talk to them, there's a very pragmatic, rational reason for their love and super consumption of that product. And so with that in mind, it, it, um, you know, just kind of reminds you that there's a whole reason for it. And by speaking to them, you're much more likely to unpack what their driving motivating factors are. And then to position your entire business around that, even if 90% of your your clientele is not a super consumer by focusing your messaging and your product on those super consumers, it will speak to and resonate with others at various different levels and still have the rippling impact. So these are people who have a high spend and high engagement. Uh, they're in every business, according to Eddie, Eddie Yoon. Um, they're emotional. So they're emotionally invested. So he says, if you talk to super consumers, you'll learn that they have very logical reasons. Like we said, uh, they, they find more meaning uh, and benefits in a given category than other customers do, of course. And, um, and he also says that just about everyone is a super consumer of something. So I guarantee you, if you look to your bank statements, you would figure out very quickly, oh yeah, I am a super consumer of X. Maybe it's video games, maybe it's books, maybe it's art, maybe it's uh, dog stuff, I don't know. But we're all super consumers of something. And those are the kind of people that you want to sell to when you're when you're helping your business grow, but also helping your client's business grow. Um, 
he says that number four is they're easy to find. So easier to find, I guess, at least. Um, big data and social media enable you to, to identify them. So these are people that are out there making a lot of noise, um, very uh, avid fans and consumers of, of the product or service they sell. So apparently they're easier to find. Um, and they're willing to they're willing to lead. They're willing to buy more and lead others to follow them, which is an interesting fact as well. So um, there are other segments. Not everyone, obviously, in the market is a super consumer. Um, he says that there's there's at least four other segments. One would be potential super consumers. So these people are engaged with the category and have the potential to spend as much or more than they currently do. They, they need and like to be connected with super consumers and will eventually be led to become super consumers themselves. Um, potential super consumers are the clearest sign of an emerging and latent demand. So watch out for that in your business and with your with your other clients. And going back to it, these, this is all to do, this is all more effective if you're in a niche. So even when the clients that work with me, they tend to be very focused on what well, in my coaching practice here with Mindshare and my and my marketing advisor uh, clientele uh, clients. They uh, they tend to be more avid learners. They tend to want to. They're voracious in their appetite for for developing their skills and learning new things and growing their business and achieving what they're what they're capable of and uh, exceeding at their vision and excelling at their vision and and um, and so these are super consumers. So that's out there. Um, and then there's others that are kind of, they're on the precipice of that. And, uh, you know, you got to look for that and see what their interests are and, and kind of build your business around your super consumers, not by ignoring everyone else, but frankly, by, by actively pointing to your main super consumers with everything you do and your messaging, uh, your products, your services and, and building it for them, because that will still attract the potential super consumers. It'll also attract what he calls the autopilots and they spend more than the average person, but don't, don't see it as fun yet. Uh, so these are people that are mostly loyal to a brand, but may not be high on engagement. So these are people that are plugged in and, and very engaged, but they're not, they're not your top 10 customers and that, that's fine. Right. Um, and then there's the uninvolved customers. They neither have fun in the category, nor do they spend higher than average. Uh, they're probably, you know, the most price conscious is buying in this category is a chore for them and they're extremely low on engagement. So what you want to look for is when you're in a niche, for example, if you build a community, who are the people that are most active in the community? Who are the people that are spending the most with you? Who are the people that consume what you put out there? And these are your, this is your target. This is your target and everything should focus ultimately on them. Cause remember as Blair Ann says, the target is not the market. So even though you're focused on your best, best, best clientele, you're still going to get other clients that fall outside of that super consumer status. But by focusing on and designing it around your super consumers, not only do you price it in the right way, you package it in the right way, you uh, create the the main benefits and you optimize because there's always trade-offs in what you sell, product or service. You know, There's always one main thing you lean into at the cost of something else and that's completely normal. But knowing how and where to make these decisions is what's, what's so valuable. And the way you want to do that according to this book, and I believe it, is by focusing on your super consumers. So one other quick example of this is, uh, is he uses an example of this meat brand of refrigerator meat brand, and they grew over 40% in three years because of the super consumer strategy. And what they realized was that their heaviest users were not summertime backyard grillers as they originally thought, but household households with teenage boys who ate hot dogs and after school snacks. So these boys liked the taste of the all beef products and how they they filled them up and they were easy to cook and everything like that. And moms like the quality a certain, you know, so that's not junk food. They obviously want to give their kids the best they can, they can afford. So with, with that insight in mind, with knowing who their biggest consumers actually were realizing they weren't the backyard grillers, they focused its entire portfolio strategy and this goes back to a good marketing strategy is really a business strategy in my opinion 
but they focus their entire portfolio strategy on all beef products. Number one, because that's what they're that's what their uh, super consumers were most interested in and loved. Um, they emphasized taste uh, at the point of sale, and they shifted its marketing to extreme sports and, and gaming environments to build awareness among teen boys who then pushed their moms to buy the brand. And that grew their brand by over 40% in three years and increased its share of household penetration and successfully usurped the number one position in the category, according to Yudin. So this is just another example of and it sounds, it sounds intuitive. You know, I talk a lot about the book, The Pumpkin Plan, and how valuable that is, uh, you know, in terms of optimizing and designing and cutting, cutting the stems of, of the vines that aren't going to lead to big award-sized winning pumpkins, which you know, clients that are not ideal fit. Uh, so you can focus in on your best clients. And I think the main thing to take away here is that 10%, 1 in 10 of your clients are your best clients. That's who you should be asking questions to. Those that's who you should be designing your products and services around. They're going to spend the most for very good reason. They're not just not because they're just uh, off the wall. Like it's very good reason for me. One of the reasons I'm a super consumer of tech. Actually, I don't know why I'm a super consumer of tech. I should really analyze that. But even for example, business uh, and marketing knowledge, I know that it furthers my 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 career and my interests and my my income. And by learning constantly, I my skills are sharp. I'm able to do my job better. Um, and I just enjoy it. So, um, yeah, so just knowing yourself and who you are, uh, knowing that you are a super consumer of something and trying to study and analyze yourself in terms of why you are a super consumer of that thing is very valuable. Like for example, with photography, I really like the idea of like capturing a moment in the highest fidelity possible so that I can have that later in life, especially now that I've got kids, a kid and another one on the way, these kinds of things really lead me to investing in good photography gear, learning the skills. And I just find it interesting, but it's very much a romanticized idea, which I get. Um, nonetheless, I, you know, I'm going to leave it there because I'm, I'm uh, digressing a little bit, but I just want you to understand this concept. Read the book if you're interested in, in, in this. He explains it obviously a lot better than I can over the short podcast episode. Um, but the book is called Super Consumers, and I guarantee you've got some of them. And the more, the more in a niche you go, the more interesting it'll be to identify your target, your, your super consumers, who they are, and then to place bets on things that they would like and buy and need, uh, and the rest will, will fall into place. So that's where my mind's at. Um, in a future episode, I'm going to talk about how I think potentially finding a niche might involve uh, things that you're a super consumer of, but I'll save that for another day. Thank you, and I uh, hope you enjoyed this. And if you did, share it with a friend and invite them to the community. The new domain is mindshare.community. Um, it used to be mindshare.fm. So if you're not able to log in for any reason, just email me hello at kevin.me and I'll, uh, I'll sort you out. But I think everybody's been pretty good so far. And with that, I'll leave you for now. Thanks so much. Bye.